When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today we're going to have a quick look at one of the most informed players in the Premier League, which is of course Chelsea's midfielder, Cole Palmer, who once again found the back of the net, this time against his former club, Manchester City. And he, of course, has been on our radar for some time. We first noticed him four or five game weeks ago when he got his first start for the Blues. And everybody said, let's see how he gets on and we'll maybe target him when Chelsea's fixtures turn in game week 16. But what we've seen so far has been very, very good. So there may be some of you out there uh, already thinking about bringing him in. I know there's lots of you out there who already have him. If you wildcarded at any point in the last two or three game weeks, he was uh, really a good one to get in because he's quite cheap. You could bench him on a couple of those occasions. But also, players who've done that, um, there's also something to be gleaned here, I think, for, for managers who either don't have him or do have him because... We're at this point now where it's possible that he might actually be someone we have to start every week and we might actually have to invest in him before Chelsea's fixtures get good from what we've seen over the last couple of weeks. So yeah, we're going to have a bit of a deep dive into what he's been doing for Chelsea in the last four or five game weeks and see what impact that has on our teams, whether we own him or not. Now, a lot of the stuff that we're going to... Uh, Analyze about uh, Palmer, of course, is going to come from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. So if you've not signed up for membership already, then uh, it's not too late to sign up. You can still get 20% off your price uh, of the different packages. Go and have a look at which one uh, is right for you. But there's all sorts of amazing stuff. Fully interactive, opta-powered tools and tables, instant match day data, season points projections, team transfer planner, and drafts on the best fantasy managers around, including several former winners as well. And the international break, as I always say, is a great time to get this for the first time because... With less uh, football on and fewer matches uh, that are going to be impacting your decisions, you've got lots of time to kind of go over the first 12 game weeks of the campaign and spot trends that are specific to your team. Uh, and so, yeah, it's a great time to go in there for the first time ever and have a bit of a play around. So, yeah, make yourself um, yeah, in the best position to capitalise on Game Week 13 with your membership if you haven't got one already. But anyway, let's move on. Let's get into the uh, Cole Palmer uh, analysis straight away. And so what I've got on the screen right now for the benefit of the podcast listeners is his uh, just his breakdown of his points over the first 12 camp, uh, game weeks of the campaign. And of course, it's really around game week seven when he started to get uh, FPL attention. That was his first start for Chelsea uh, in a 2-0 away win at Fulham. Got himself an assist there, then got a goal and assist in an 85-minute outing against Burnley in game week eight, so 12 points there. Then um, 83 minutes against Arsenal, uh, got a goal in that one, six points. Uh, didn't manage anything in that 90-minute outing against Brentford, where Chelsea, of course, lost the game 2-0, but right back at it in game week 
11 with the 4-1 win at Spurs. Goal and assist for him there. And a goal in that Manchester City game in game week 12 where he scored against his old club in the last, basically last minute of the game uh, to tie it level. High pressure penalty. So a fantastic uh, way to end the game for him. And of course, that has been rewarded with a first ever call up to the senior England squad as well. So it's not only you guys out there signing him up for your squad. Gareth Southgate is doing the same as well. So it's never been a more exciting time to have a look at Cole Palmer. And yeah, I mean, first things first is we uh, we actually did a video on Cole Palmer, I think in the last international break where um, we were sort of thinking, hmm, he looks good in the first couple of weeks, but we didn't have that much data on him then. We do have a lot more now. And the view very much was, this guy could be something. There could be a time, uh, several weeks in the future, where everybody has this guy. And yeah, that's what, we're, that's what we're looking at right now, is we're looking at a situation where lots of people are going after him. He's in the top three most signed FPL players uh, ahead of game week 13 so far. Um, um, we've got international break to come, of course, and that may fluctuate, but certainly popular. At the moment, uh, and uh, it's hard to uh, um, to argue with that really. When we look at uh, how he's got on in those last five game weeks, so that was his uh, breakdown on the FPL site over the last well, just the whole campaign uh, over the uh, the last five game weeks. I think it is. So um, what I've got on the screen now is game week seven onwards. So that's his first start for Chelsea. How many FBL points has he put uh, pulled together? Because he had a few dribs and drabs, ones and zeros here and there in the first six game weeks of the season. Some for Man City, some for Chelsea. So since he actually started games, game week seven, 43 points in that time. The only FPL midfielder to have more points since game week seven, Palmer's first start, is Mohamed Salah. So he's cre- he's keeping fantastic company, especially in his price bracket as well. Those around him for that particular stat. So um, we've got uh, just, I think it's the top eight here of midfielders. So Diaby uh, has 33 points since game week seven. Douglas Louise 36, and he's level with Huang uh, and Bowen, both on 36 as well. Sons had 38, as has Mbermo. Uh, and then Palmer, 43. Salah, 58. And of course, the thing you're going to see here is that the price is just, it's incredible. So he's, he's 5.2. He's miles cheaper than most of the other players on this list. Uh, so yeah, his points per million spent in this particular run of the campaign has been amazing. And when you consider who those points halls have been against as well, uh, it does make him even more an exciting asset to own because in that uh, run of games, uh, it, we, well, we had we had Fulham, we had Burnley, of course, at the beginning of that run, but we've also had Arsenal now, Brentford, Spurs and Man City. And there was a blank against Brentford, but to get returns against Arsenal, Spurs and Man City... Relatively impressive. The Spurs one, perhaps less so, because of course, you know, Spurs down to nine men for parts of that game. Um, but you know, to get to get points against Arsenal, Man City, that's good. And the reason why it's worth noting who these uh, halls came against is when we look at the fixtures, because we've been talking uh, for quite a while about game week sixteen being the jump on point or the jump back on point for Chelsea, because we all we invested them from game week three and then came away from them for a bit. Looks like we're going to be coming back to them around game week sixteen. But the thing is, is you look at the next three matches and you look at the last five matches for Chelsea and you think about the teams that Palmer's managed to get returns against. And it makes you think maybe against Newcastle, Brighton and Man United, which are the next three, the final three games of what was considered a bad run of fixtures for Chelsea and a, in theory, bad run of fixtures for Palmer. You know, they actually don't look too bad when you consider he can get um, goals against the best teams in the league uh, defensively from last season, Arsenal and Man City. And, and both of them have been pretty good with clean sheets so far. So we'll have a look at the game week 16 fixture swing in just a second. but And we're also going to have a look at some specific underlying numbers for Palmer now that we've got a bit more data to have a look at. You look at these fixtures here and think, 
to be honest, he's startable in at least two of those next three and maybe even signable as well if you're short a midfielder. So the Newcastle game obviously looks like a difficult one. It's red on the season ticker. And, you know, you look at the statistics that they've posted this season. I mean, again, they've been a good defence, although now could be a good time to target Newcastle because with the injuries that they've had, they've gone and lost 2-0 to Bournemouth, a result that I don't think anyone really expected. We thought that maybe they would be impacted by their injuries, but not to that extent. So considering the form that Chelsea are in, there's, it's entirely probable that Palmer could get something there. Uh, home to Brighton. Well, in that six-game run that were really nasty fixtures, that was probably the game that people were most interested in having a Chelsea attacker for because Brighton's defence hasn't been too great this season. Uh, I think they're still without a clean sheet in 23-24, for example. So there's that. And then Man United away in game week 15. Well, I mean, again, that's always red on the season ticker because it's Man United. Interestingly enough, in the last five games, they've actually picked up more Premier League points than anybody else, which feels a bit odd almost feels like a fake feels like fake news but I can assure you it's true um yeah so but either way their defense hasn't been amazing so again you know maybe um you know Palmer can get something there uh, it's when you look deeper below the surface of those three games that you think hmm, based on what Palmer's done so far against difficult opponents there's every reason he could do it against these guys but of course we have to also look at the game week 16 fixture swing which is amazing so you will have seen on the previous screen that Chelsea were very much in the bottom half of the season ticker well from game week 16 onwards they are at the very top so Everton away in game week 16 Sheffield United at home in game week 17 Wolves away after that then Crystal Palace at home Luton away and then Fulham at home so Fantastic fixtures. Nobody in the league can offer better than them across that run. Uh, you've also got them having a relatively favourable fixture in game week 18 with Man City and Brentford Blank, for example. So uh, stocking up on Chelsea players uh, from game week 16 onwards, especially with that game week 17 fixture at home to Sheffield United in mind. I mean, arguably, that is uh, you know even possible captaincy opportunity for some Chelsea players, to be honest, when you consider that Liverpool are hosting Man United. Uh, Man City are hosting Crystal Palace who they do usually uh, struggle against, uh, to be honest, especially at the Etihad Stadium. So may even be captain in this guy, uh, Carl Palmer, when you get to game week 17, which would really uh, be a turn up for the books. If someone told you that at the beginning of the season, we were going to talk about him in the captaincy conversation, you'd think we'd gone mad. And maybe we have, but uh, only time will tell. But so far, the time that we have seen has told us a lot about Carl Palmer that is uh, very encouraging to see. So when we last examined him, which was about four weeks ago, we only had maybe two and a half game weeks uh, to look at him for. Or I think it was perhaps maybe three game weeks, only two starts in that time. So we were very much looking at his per 90 stats. Well, we don't have to do that anymore because in the last four matches, uh, he's been heavily used on that right-hand side for Chelsea. I think when we were last discussing this, to be honest, there was still that, hmm, he's a young player, he's 21, he's just come in, new signing. And, you know, there's there's a lot of different options that Pochettino can use in attacking positions at Chelsea. Is he even nailed? Well, I think that, I mean, that's... That, that question's ancient history now. We know that he is because of how well he's playing. Um, you can see that in the minutes there, 351 minutes in his last four appearances. Uh, that's basically more than any of the uh, other uh, high-performing attacking assets, with the exception of uh, Gallagher, who's just played absolutely every single minute. Uh, and with Palmer, he's only nine short of that. So, yeah, he is, he is very, very nailed on. And as I said, we no longer have to look at the per 90 stats among Chelsea players now. We can just look at the raw data for this particular run of games. And it tells a brilliant, brilliant story about him. Both sides of the FPL coin in terms of goal threat and assist potential. He has them both. So in the last four matches, he's had 11 shots total. And the only Chelsea player to manage more than that uh, is um, Jackson on 13. 
But if you then uh, switch that to um, big chances, Cole Palmer does uh, go ahead. So he's, he's, he's a little bit behind on total shots and shots in the box. But when it comes to big chances, no Chelsea players had more big chances than him in the last four. He's had six. Jackson's had five. Uh, when it comes to shots on target, he's had five and uh, Jackson's had seven. So he's really sort of competing with Jackson to be the biggest goal threat in the team. Uh, but his uh, goal conversion rate and his, uh, is, is also very good as well. Jackson's also is very high. His is 30.8%, uh, but 27.3 is, is a good goal conversion rate for Palmer. Um, so yeah, good with, good with volume of shots, good with the quality of shots, and good with the accuracy of shots as well compared to his Chelsea teammates. Now, where he will jump above Jackson in the comparison here is also in the key passes, the chance creation tables. So uh, Gallagher is the most creative Chelsea player over the last four matches with 13 key passes. Palmer is second best with seven, but uh, he has two big chances that he has created in that time. Now, the only player to have created more big chances in their last four is Rhys James. Now, he obviously hasn't been involved in in Palmer's last four. So when you hit last four game weeks, it's going to show you everything that's happened in the last four game weeks. If you hit last four matches, it will show you what every player has done in their last four, which is why you'll see Chilwell and you'll see James in these lists. And the reason why I did that was I thought it was useful to just kind of have uh, Reese James uh, in here because he is fit again and he's taking some time off from England to make sure that he's definitely in the best physical um, place, uh, sort of space to be able to to string a run of games together. And I think Rhys James is going to be worth having in your team from game week 16 onwards, uh, personally, because this is what he can achieve when he's starting in the team. So I thought that's why I'd do it this way. Um, so, yeah, whilst, uh, yeah, but Palmer basically has had has created more big chances than any other Chelsea player in the last four game weeks, in the last four matches, it is Rhys James. But the point here is, is that Cole Palmer is one of Chelsea's most creative players. He's in the top two for volume of shots and quality of shots amongst all of his colleagues in the last four. He's also in the top two for creativity. And the winner of both of those categories is not in the other one. Uh, this probably makes more sense to those watching on the YouTube uh, channel. Um, I'll explain it just a, a little bit for the podcast listeners. Gallagher is top of the creativity charts for Chelsea, but he's not in the top two for the goal threat. Jackson is in the top uh, two for the goal threat, but he's nowhere near the creativity. The only player who can give you a really good chance of goals and assists it's Cole Palmer, who happens to be uh, basically the cheapest of all of these guys in the, the midfield department, just about 5.2. There's Enzo Fernandez at 4.8, who was more appealing when he was on the penalties. But of course, who is on the spot kicks for Chelsea right now? It is Cole Palmer. And so we'll have a look at the expected data as well. The penalties, of course, massively influence that. So in the last four matches, the, the Chelsea player with the highest expected goal involvement. So that's the expected data that combines XG and XA. So expected goals and ex expected assists. 4.65 for Palmer. That's 0.65 more than any other Chelsea player. Jackson's got four. Uh, a lot of that XG is, is coming from his basically open goal attempts against uh, Spurs. They were very high XG chances. He then got Chilwell, Sterling and Kukurea completing the top five for Chelsea for the for the, the bog standard expected goal involvement. Now, we will, uh, just for the sake of uh, analysis, remove penalties from the equation for long enough to see what Cole Palmer is doing from open play to double check that he's not just a penalty merchant. And thankfully... Um, compared to other Chelsea players, yeah, it's it's looking good here. So uh, Jackson uh, goes to the top of the non-penalty expected goal involvement. He keeps his uh, goal involvement of uh, expected goal involvement of four point zero zero because he hasn't taken any penalties in the last four. Palmer does drop down by about two and a bit goals, which makes sense because that's roughly in line with how many penalties he's had of late. 
But he's still the second best Chelsea player for non-penalty expected goal involvement. 2.28. Chilwell, Sterling and Kukurea again complete the top five in their last four matches for the Blues. So whilst he does, I don't want to say rely on penalties because clearly he's not just about that penalty life. He... um, he does also have a decent amount of open play appeal so that if there's a game where Chelsea don't get a penalty, there's still chances of goals and assists. And uh, it, it is interesting to see that he is more effective as an open play asset when it comes to creativity than he is to goals because breaking down uh, the X, just the XG, uh, the non-penalty XG, uh, it's 1.17 uh, for his for his expected goals and 1.11 for his expected assists. So it means that like, all, obviously, all of his assists uh, potential has come from open play, whereas uh, quite a large chunk of his uh, expected goals is coming from the penalty. But that's fine, because that's that's the benefit of him being involved in all of these different things. A decent amount of expected goals from open play, because still, Jackson is the only one with more than that in the last four for Chelsea. Uh, a decent amount of expected assists. 1.11 is actually the best of any Chelsea player in the last four matches on the expected assists. Even though he's behind um, Gallagher for the persistence of it, he is ahead of Gallagher for the quality of it, which is why the XA is higher for him. So that looks good there as well. And then, of course, you then just put penalties back in again because he ain't losing them. <laughs> the way he took that penalty against Man City was just incredible. So... It's the high-pressured situation, former club, 21 years old, incredible uh, fortitude to, to score that penalty in the way that he did. And the, and the way that he's just playing football in general is, is really, really great to see. He's a young player who, had, you know, who could have every reason to be a bit timid, a bit tentative as he eases his way into life at a new club. But he's playing with a real swagger, a real arrogance, uh, as in arrogance in the good sense when we talk about football players. You know, a player who feels confident on the ball, wants to pull the strings in the team, you know, is constantly asking for the ball, constantly looking for uh, his opponents to move into positions where he can find them or asking his opponents to give him the ball because he thinks he's in a good position. Um, as, we, as we said, the way that he's playing has really nailed down his place in the Chelsea team and he's looking really, really good. And it makes me think that over the next four game weeks, if you've got him already... I'd be scared to bench him now. And if you don't have him, then I think game week 16 is kind of a must. Kind of expected that. Four weeks ago, we were talking about, hmm, okay, when that fixture swing comes up, I think I'm going to have Palmer. And I think everyone's going to have Palmer. Well, that may be the case by game week 16 because we all jump on the Palmer bandwagon for game week 13, 14, or 15. Because when you, we've had a look at the Chelsea comparisons, but let's have a look now at the comparisons with the rest of the league because of course you know you might not necessarily want to buy a Chelsea player but you know Palmer is going to be competing with lots of other attacking assets across the entire division so it's important to see what his comparison is compared to everybody else uh, in the league and it's relatively solid it's not as an amazing a comparison as it was versus other Chelsea players so he quite clearly is by far and away the best Chelsea attacker as we've just established but uh he and he, and he's not you know not the, like by far the best FBL asset compared to everybody else, but he's still in a really good place statistically compared to lots of other people. So in the last four matches, compared to all Premier League players, his six big chances is the joint third best in the division. So only Isak, Salah, and Haaland have managed more in their last four. Obviously, Isak is is injured, but 
So, so actually, do you know what? Let's just knock Isak out of that particular equation for a second and just talk about the players who are fit. It basically means Salah and Haaland are the only players to be afforded more big chances than him in the last four. Um, the, the number of shots uh, in the box, just the eight, um, you know, is, is not amazing. That's good enough for about top 15 amongst all players. But bearing in mind that a few of those are penalties, that helps. Shots on target uh, is, is five. So that's a little bit below the like, real top echelons. But it's also worth saying that Salah has five in his last four as well. And he's still racking up points and has heavy interest as well now the expected goal involvement amongst all players penalties does influence this and if you take the penalties out admittedly he does drop down a little bit but as we always say it's good to have a penalty taker um you, you whilst you want to know what a player can do from open play never use the fact that someone's on penalties as a reason not to own them because teams get penalties and chelsea especially over the last few weeks uh, 4.65 expected goal involvement harland is the only player in the division with more expected goal involvement uh, in that time so, yeah, he, he's, he's in a good place. And the other thing is you just got to factor in the price. I mean, there's no one around his price in the top echelons for these stats in the Premier League, really. 5.2, incredible. Uh, and just on the subject of whether or not you would start him, you know, that price can sometimes influence that. That can be why you maybe feel comfortable benching him. But the numbers that he's posting uh, do kind of show that he's definitely going to be worth starting. So let's just head back to those uh, Game Week 16 fixtures then. A player of that kind of calibre, Everton, Sheffield United, Wolves, Crystal Palace, Luton, Fulham. I think he's going to be... I'm going to say essential here and then wait for everybody to tell me off because we hate that word. We don't, we, we, don't, we don't do that here. We don't say that word. But I'm starting to feel like for Palmer, for that run of games and his price, he's going to be the E-word. Uh, but as I said, just a reminder, game week 13 onwards. Newcastle away when they've got defensive uh, shortages. Brighton at home when they don't really keep clean sheets anymore. And Man United away. You never know what United side you're going to get. Um, so there's every possibility that uh, he gets some attacking returns there. So uh, I think at any point you sign him between now and game week 16, he's going to do well for you. So yeah, there we are. This is the update on Carl Palmer, and it's good. We're in a really good place for him, and he is well on course to be a must-have asset when Chelsea's fixtures turn. Now, if you found this video useful, then please hit the like button. It's a great way to support the channel and it's absolutely free, of course. And if you hit the subscribe button as well, that's also a great way to help us out. Uh, if you hit that bell notification too, then you'll get notifications every time we have a new video, which is especially important over the international break when there's no Premier League matches on. So it means you won't miss a thing. So yeah, please do consider hitting all three of those buttons uh, before uh, you head off to the rest of your game week 13 preparations. But with that, I shall leave you to those preparations for the next uh, game week that is of course a little bit way off now uh, but yeah we will see you next time goodbye